From Nashville, Tennessee, Southwestern Family of Companies welcomes you to the Action Catalyst. Each week, we share insights and inspiration for movers and shakers in the world of business. Our goal is to help you increase your self-discipline, overcome procrastination, and help you to take action on all the things that really matter. Time is worth way more than money. In fact, time is the one thing that takes money and turns money into more money. Nothing is more valuable than time. And what we are going to talk about today, what you are going to hear is a real-life story of a real-life person who got control of their time and it completely transformed their money. This is a rare segment we do a few times a year, maybe a handful of times, where we bring on one of our clients that we have actually worked with. Of course, we are in the business of changing lives one-on-one. We do one-on-one coaching at Southwestern Consulting, um, among other things, but that's our core um, offering. And you're going to hear uh, a man named Jeff tell the story about how changing the way that he thought about his time completely changed his life. He more than tripled his income. And at the end, I'm going to debrief and share not only the highlights of, I think, what Jeff and his coach did right, but then sort of summarize it and offer a couple other things, uh, four ways to organize your time, four buckets of activities that will help you create an income producing schedule. We'll get started just after this. This episode is sponsored by Southwestern Coaching. Southwestern Coaching has helped over 11,000 people increase their incomes by over 25% on average. As a successful salesperson, you know the importance of increasing your sales, but sometimes you might just need a little extra push and accountability to meet your goals and grow your business. Southwestern Coaching will help you increase your income through one-on-one sales and leadership coaching tailored specifically to your needs. Together, we will elevate sales. To schedule your free one-on-one business action planning session with a Southwestern coach, go to www.southwesternconsulting.com forward slash action catalyst. We are back on the Action Catalyst podcast with another life story segment. These are some of my very favorite episodes because we're hearing from real life people who have real life struggles, who are overcoming them to create real life success stories, Uh, people just like you. And we have a, a, a gentleman here today named Jeff Keen. We've been working with Jeff for a y- about a year. And uh, his coach, Jamie Horahan, one of my business partners at Southwestern Consulting. And I'm just excited to introduce you to these guys. And so, uh, Jeff, Jamie, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. So Jeff, I want to I want to uh, just kind of start with you. Um, so just really quickly, just tell us a little bit about yourself, um, who you are, what business you're in, how long you've been in the business, and then and then also how did you how did you first hear about Southwestern Consulting? Like, what was your entree into learning about uh, us and all the work that we do? Well, uh, like you said, I'm a loan agent uh, for Ideal Home Loans. I'm in the mortgage industry. I've been doing it for 17 years. Grew up in California and recently moved to the Denver area. Not too recently. It's been five years now. And uh, got a job out here doing the same thing, being a loan agent. And actually a year ago, uh, a gentleman from Southwestern Consulting, Steve Reiner, came into our office and told me all, told all, us all about 
what you have to offer, and it sounded intriguing. Actually, didn't want to sign up for it. That was my automatic reaction, but the reason I signed up for it was because I didn't want to do it. And the fact uh, that I signed up for it instantly got me motivated, and it's been uh, motivating and inspiring ever since. So you actually were resist. So you, when Steve came in, for those of you that are listening and don't know, so part of how our business model works is our consultants will go out to your office if you have a sales team, and they they'll come do a free training. And so that's what Steve did here is they do a free one hour sales training for the team in exchange for the opportunity to kind of like introduce coaching and how it works. And so Jeff, you're saying that after that, the you, you were resistant to the idea of getting in coaching at first. Right. That's instantly my reaction on anything like that is to say no and thanks anyway. But uh, I don't know what it was. Something sparked in my mind and I thought, you know what, I don't want to do that. And that's probably something I should do and really didn't want to do it at all. But went ahead and signed up and started. And literally that moment that I made that decision, uh, it, it shot me up in the motivation level, increased huge. And it's been like that ever since. So uh, I think that was the starting point by going ahead and making the decision to move forward on it, even though I didn't want to do it. Actually, because I didn't want to do it was the reason I moved forward on it. And so that motivation level, do you think – I mean, this is so fascinating because we talk about this all the time. Like people – it's it, success happens the moment you decide to be successful. It's It's not like – it's not like you, you achieve something and then you're successful. It happens much earlier than that. It happens when you decide you're going to do something and maybe that you don't want to do or you're willing to do the things you don't want to do in order to become the person that you want to become. But like, and so this is crazy because in, you know, those of you that are listening, I'm hearing this story for the first time with you. So that's, we do that intentionally. But the, um, was it more like the money? Like, okay, now I'm making, now I'm investing this money. And so now I need to do something to go out. I need to, I need to go and increase my business in order to pay for it. Or was it that something was, else there in that? That was a huge part of it. Of course, that was a lot of money to put up front, but also a commitment for a year. That's another, that's a huge thing. And being held accountable every two weeks is another huge part of it. I mean, it's all of a sudden, not something I'm doing over the weekend, you know, or, and it's over with. But so it was a huge commitment for time, money, and uh, being put under the microscope a little bit on as far as accountability. So all of that was uh, – I was resistant to that, but uh, just waded right out into that risk and took the, took the challenge and then immediately felt better. So I've learned that, obviously. That was my first lesson right there that – Stepping up and making that decision was huge. Wow. Um, I'm capturing some of these notes. The, uh, yeah, I mean, just that first moment, that is so courageous. And I think that's so transferable to, to, to lots of people doing lots of different things in their life. So, so Jamie, um, buddy, so good to have you here. This first, your first appearance on the show. What, as uh, you know, of course. So Steve Reiner is is who enrolled Jeff, and then you got assigned to him based on you know his profile test and everything. And so when you talked to Jeff the first time, like what did you what did you notice or what did you think? Like what were kind of the initial impressions? Man, my, my initial impression with him was really 
man, this guy's really open-minded. I mean, I, we get so many different clients with, that come from so many different walks, and I just imagine, I kind of picture who this person might look like before I went on, and actually we had to work on his LinkedIn, so I didn't actually have an image of him. So I planted this mm. picture in my mind, this calm demeanor kind of surfer guy that just really is just ready to do what he needs to do to, to get ahead. And he just had this calm, collected, open mind. Well, it was just, wow, this is going to be easy. This is perfect. This is exactly what coach. Is that what his picture like. is? His, is his picture a, a calm, cool, collected surfer guy? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. He looks more like a CEO. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah well, that's that's funny. I know. I had I had an experience like that last week where I was I was doing an interview with somebody actually to join our team, and I had I had in my my mind I thought they looked some way, and we did a video interview, and I mean it rocked my world. They looked nothing like what what uh, I thought. So that's. That is kind of that's kind of funny. So, um, all right. So, so coming back to you, Jeff. So, you 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 get introduced to this, and you are, have some resistance about being under the microscope, making the commitment of time, money. You decide to do it, and at that point when you you made a commitment that you had to change basically you basically you basically realized that there was some potential some opportunity some some future for you that was available that maybe you hadn't you hadn't really accessed or reached yet what what was the thing that was holding you back or what was the biggest challenge or or what were what do you think was like the obstacle or the the struggle that you were going through that, you know, was kind of that, that barrier in your way? Well, not knowing what I was doing, um, I mean, not being conscious, uh, conscious of it, I was just thinking I was doing the right thing, coming to work every day, working hard, and doing whatever I had to make whatever happened happen. Um, but and not knowing that I was doing it wrong, uh, once I got into this program and realized um, – Hmm. The, 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 my day wasn't structured. I did. I it was scattered. I was just kind of reacting. I was multitasking. I was jumping from one thing to another, and it wasn't obviously uh, succeeding for me. So Jamie immediately put me onto a schedule autopilot, which is just basically breaking down the day hour by hour, actually the whole week, and having a, uh, a task for each hour, something to concentrate on, which was huge. I mean, it just all of a sudden. Uh, made my day way more productive in that I was structured. I was not, not just structured at all. I was not disciplined. Learned a lot about discipline the last year. Just the pain paradox, doing something up front mm-hmm. that's uncomfortable to make it long-term ease and setting yourself on this autopilot. I was not aware that, to me, discipline seemed like something that was hard or it was going to be grueling. Just the word discipline kind of makes you think, ah. But it's funny because along the way, I realized discipline – equals freedom you actually free up your life by doing something you know something today that's uh you don't want to to do today but it makes tomorrow open up possibilities for tomorrow by doing something today that you're not really want little small sacrifices today open up possibilities for tomorrow and that's been huge now 
Now, uh, that's awesome. And that's, uh, that's uh, you know, I love that because I think a lot of people, you know, when they hear the word discipline, it's like they think hard or they think, you know, I, I, you know, not fun or whatever. They don't think autopilot. They certainly don't think freedom, but multipliers and ultra performers definitely do. So I want to ask you about the schedule, though, because you mentioned how you used to be sort of free flowing and you and Jamie worked on a, a schedule for you that was really structured and, uh, you know, kind of created a plan for each hour, each day. And I think a lot of people have an objection, though, as they say, but but I don't, you know, I don't think a schedule works because I don't think, you know, m- m- as a loan officer, I need to be immediately responsive to my clients or you don't understand there's I have so many urgent fires that come up or I could never stick to a schedule because, you know, the priorities are constantly changing or that just seems too rigorous. That seems, you know, too boring or too uncreative to have a schedule. Have you, have you found any of that to actually be the case or like, how did you, how did you get past some of those thoughts? Well, yeah, up front, it was very different. I mean, it was constricting and uh, uncomfortable and it was hard to do. I mean, for, several months it was hard to do. I had them coming up on my phone and on my computer, like, here's what you're doing this hour. Here's what you're doing the next hour. But the other half of this is what I've learned is uh, uh, forming habits, which was just huge. Uh, I had to go through a huge amount of change and just kept going at it. There's a great book that Jamie had me read, Power of Habits. That's the first book I read, just learning how your mind works and how habits are created and how half, you know, most of your life is just naturally a habit and it may not be a good habit. But so that was my challenge in the beginning was I changed the way I do my entire day and it wasn't easy, but I stuck with it as far as the discipline part and then started forming these habits till the point where it became automatic. So now I've got new habits that are creating a better productive day, even though I slide back, that's the thing about habits, you still go back, there's days like, I don't even want to do this schedule, but it's gotten easier and now to the point where it's become just part of who I am. So Jamie, how did you, how did you guys come up with that? So I think, you know, schedule, that concept of like uh, creating a schedule can be really daunting for people because they're like, I have so much stuff, like how, where, how could I even reduce it down to like a structured re- re- recurring sort of system. Um, wh- what is that process like? Like, how did you guys go through it? How did you just, how did you decide what goes on the schedule? What doesn't go on the schedule? You know, do you allow time for flex time for like emergencies to come in? Like what about checking email? Like just kind of talk us through, you know, some of the technical parts about how you guys did that. Yeah, absolutely. So, in the beginning, we kind of we just kind of asked him a lot of questions as to where his day was, and it quickly became apparent that his time was much like most loan officers, a lot of people actually, but specifically in the mortgage business, it's like, well, I start off in file maintenance and putting out fires, and then by the time 5, 6 o'clock rolls around, I'm still putting out fires. And I was like, well, that was pretty simple. <laughs> so... <laughs> We had to just kind of take it back a notch and said, okay, well, let's let's peel this back. And I, sh- I believe I shared my screen with him, and we went through kind of, what's your morning routine? What, what time do you wake up? And I said, okay, do you wake up the same time every day? Luckily, he had a pretty good morning routine. And then we started looking at, well, what would you do next? 
How about next? How about next? And trying to establish that first part of your day. And in there, I was looking for starting off in panic mode, and we immediately caught it. He would wake up, he'd do his thing, and then he'd start checking emails. And like, oh, okay. So we found the problem almost immediately by finding where the reactivity began, and then we started to peel that away and start to start the day correctly. Uh, and then moving through the day, we moved that reaction time and gave permission to have fire time in the schedule. And we moved it to a proper time where, where he felt that this would probably be an ideal time based on what files would fall to the next day if he didn't put out fires on this day. So we went through and established that and we gave the permission to have that time and to work on it in those time periods. That time block is specifically mm -hmm. for that. Don't go to that period unless it's that time. And, you know, he, he's just so coachable and open-minded. It was really easy on my side to help him establish this habit. He just did it. Um, and I can't stress that enough that it, it really has nothing to do with me. When we set out a roadmap and he followed it and immediately took on and those habits started to carve out. Later in the day, what time do you leave? Um, we had to establish times to mark down your metrics. So what things you're doing through the day need to be filled in at the end of the day on your CSS. So we established what were you doing throughout the day. Go ahead and put that in your CSS so that we can discuss that each time. So we had the beginning of the day, the middle of the day, which we flushed out with mostly um, income-producing activities and we made it green on our spreadsheet to ensure that we understand where the money is. And we started to make that green area expand and expand as much as possible so that we have protected that income-producing activity by establishing periods of time of reactivity, routine in the morning, routine in the end. And that kind of solidified the week. And uh, I think the next week he realized it's really hard to follow that unless you plan it. So then we went to a Sunday plan your week in advance, um, and that mm -hmm. kind of has its own structure. So the, uh, the, I love what you're saying about you're looking for where the reactivity begins. I mean, that is such a cool idea is like how much – how soon in your day do you immediately enter reactive mode? I bet for 90% of the people listening on here, it's pretty early on. And if you, and if you start in reactive reaction mode it's easy for the entire day to get sucked up by that i love that and so um just for the, for you listening so csf that's a southwestern consulting term you may have heard it before if you listen to the show critical success factors now so, so when when jamie said you know it's identifying what are the activities that produce income and then we actually track them and then we the our clients report them through uh, like an app on their phone and a little website, and then we, we can run reports and sort of see. Um, it's interesting, Jamie, as you were talking, I just was, I was thinking to myself, it's almost like you highlighted three areas with your, your schedule. It's like root, there's, there's time for routines, there's time for reactivity, and then there's time for revenue. Routines, reactivity, and revenue. So you have like these routines happening in the morning and then maybe like in the evening, and then there is uh, permission, the permission to have some time available to deal with some of the urgent fires of the reactivity. But the, what I hear you both saying is that the big focus was about carving out time for revenue producing time. Uh, is that, is that, am I hearing that right? 
Right. Oh yeah. So so what was that so what was that like, Jeff? Like how much time were you spending on, you know, revenue generating activities before and then what does that look like now? I was probably at one third to two thirds. I mean, it's probably way, way more. Um, the, the reacting obviously is just natural. You're just reacting. So the beauty of it was whatever I was doing, I knew that I was, should be doing it and that everything else that needed to be done is, was, was going to be done. But at the time that it's, you know, slotted for that, for that activity. So there's a calmness to it knowing that. I'm submitting a file, which is going to take 45 minutes, and I don't have to worry about answering the phone. I don't. Have, I turn my email off. I don't have to worry about dialing out. I don't have to feel bad about not doing those things because I know I'm going to do them at a certain time later that day. It's already set. So it's just, a, hmm. again, that freeing kind of a calm feeling that what you're doing is what you're supposed to be doing. You're not just making it up as you go. Mm-hmm. You don't kind of like have that guilt or that pull like, oh, maybe I should be doing something else right now or right. so-and-so needs me and because you have that time carved out. So like before, before you started working with Jamie, how much of, what percentage of your time would you say you were doing income producing activities versus what percentage of your time now are you spending on like revenue generating stuff? I would say like it was about one third of what I'm doing now. I mean, it's, at this point, two thirds of my day is income producing. Whereas before, it was probably about what, a third. So you went from so basically a third of your day was doing it to now two thirds of your day is doing it. Yeah, right. And the thing is that to freed that time. All of a sudden, I have all this time to do it because everything else got done, and it's uh, at its appointed time. It's already been taken care of, and I don't have to worry about it. Instead of doing two things at once, I've got the focus now to just. Uh, concentrate on the income producing activities. Mm-hmm. And has that has that made a difference in your income? Like what what what? I mean, you don't have to tell the whole world here the specifics of how much money you make, but has that translated directly over into more 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 leads, more clients, more referrals? Yes, you know, considerably. It's the three to four times more, almost immediately. Wow. Wow. That is huge. So, um, the, uh, the, were there, what were some of the, so what were some of the other roadblocks, I guess, that you hit, Jeff? Because it, it sounds like you guys, you know, you sort of identified this, you overcome your fear initially. Jamie's saying you're being pretty coachable. You guys came up with a plan, uh, you laid it out, you create this schedule, and did you just immediately start executing it, or did you actually, were there other challenges that sort of crept back up or, or in, or did it, was it, did it happen quickly or did you kind of have to, you know, fight with it a bit? Well, it did take off quickly because I started doing whatever, what, this was such a big commitment. I thought I'm going to do whatever Jamie tells me to do, what to do. I mean, why not? But uh, the challenge was like a comfort zone. Uh, every, most everything I was doing was out of my comfort zone. First off, just signing up for the program so uh, I read a lot, you know, I stepped right out into that and expanded the comfort zone. But along the way, I read that you've got a comfort zone, obviously, and you step, you know, to, to increase it, you've got to do things outside of it. But the bad news is if you don't do that, your comfort zone actually gets smaller. So I was getting into this point at the beginning of the year last year where it's just, it was just a small kind of a comfort zone I was in thinking I was doing, you know, well and working hard, but 
it's been uh, the challenge of it is doing things I don't normally do that are uncomfortable, uh, then doing them so much that it becomes routine, and then establishing that habit of keep doing it and have the discipline to do it. And it all goes together. It's just, it's pretty amazing. I mean, it is amazing because you think about that simple formula, which we talk about all the time, right? On Like on this show, it's always about overcome your fear, you know, like create a plan, like take action, be disciplined, develop habits. But, you know, here's a real life story of you doing it. And it, and it, I mean, uh, growing your income by three or four times, that, that's a life changer. Yeah, definitely. And which motivates you even more to keep going with it. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, uh, we're almost, we're almost, you know, we're, we're nearing the end here, but so like Jamie, did you, um, why do you think Jeff was able to sort of succeed at this? Because this is, this is a great, you know, this is a great story. This is you know, real life transformations showing up in real dollars. Um, obviously everything is, it's not because of us. It's because of Jeff, but you, you know, we see, and obviously you on a daily basis are working with a lot of clients and, and, um, you know, generally speaking, our clients do really, really well, but it's not a hundred percent. And the, the reason why is, is usually again, because of them, not because of us. Most of these things that we're teaching, it's like, we know that they work if you, if you implement them. So what do you think Jeff did specifically that, helped him become a real success story that maybe not everybody does. Honestly, I've been trying to figure out all this time, how do I clone Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> he is like, uh, if you had to you give that scale of zero to a hundred, hundred being coachable, zero being not coachable. He's like as close to a hundred as you could possibly get. I've never seen anyone. I've never worked mm. with anyone in my years that have been so coachable um, the magic sauce is really he surrendered immediately. I guess the biggest word I can come up with that's repetitive is wow. he just surrendered completely and just said, you know, let's do this. Whatever you say, it's going to be uncomfortable, but I'm paying to be uncomfortable, so let's do it. And that was kind of the mentality he came in with, and he never really – we never talked about it. He, he never even mentioned any of these things. It just it was just this beautiful natural occurrence of, of coachability and just the willingness to keep doing things. We would I would just randomly spring on them. Well let's let's call some referral partners. You got the script memorized, awesome. Let's call right now. And he's like, Oh, okay <laughs> and he would just do it. He he had no it seemingly on my side, from what I could see, he had no fear. He would just run straight towards whatever it is that we're doing and just do it without ever really questioning me or, or saying, well, why would we do that? It was just, okay, let's do it. Okay, cool. So mm. everything, even up to this, is like, hey, we're going to be on a podcast. Are you good? He's like, yeah, I'm a little scared, but let's do it. <laughs> like, good stuff. <laughs> Man, I love it. Yeah. I love that. I mean, that that concept of surrender, what, again, what a powerful concept. So, Jamie, what, this is one of my favorite questions to ask on these life story segments is, 
you know, generally speaking, people get into coaching to sort of, you know, I guess call it learn from us or learn with us to have, have, have an, a partner to bounce ideas off of and just someone to cheer them on and, and hold them accountable and kick them in the butt when they need it. And we, you know, we of course view everything as a, as a, as a partnership, but, um, obviously we're providing some level of information, but my, one of my favorite questions is what, what have you learned? So like, let's, let's flip the roles for a second. And when you, you think about Jeff and you go, what has he taught you? I mean, you've talked about a couple things here in terms of the comfort zone and, and being coachable and surrender. Uh, is, is that what you would say is the number one thing that you've learned from him? Yeah, the number one thing I learned from Jeff is just going back to that basic concept of being so committed to your growth and your success that you'll be willing to do anything, no matter what is being said or what's being you know told you need to be doing, that you're willing to do it regardless of anything, without question, just do it. And being able to just say, I'm, I'm ready, and no matter what, do it. And, and follow these things. It's been a humbling experience to see what 100% looks like because I never would consider myself 100% coachable. I've got a pretty high detective. I like to ask questions. So he's, mm-hmm. he's been able to give me a mirror into myself and say, am I being coachable? I need to get a bracelet that says, what would Jeff do? <laughs> and oh he's God. actually been able to give me the strength and, and look inside myself and see if I'm doing what I, what my clients are doing, what my number one guy's doing, what is he doing different that I could be doing different in my life to be a better coach, to be coachable enough for, for learning from you, learning from Dave and all the best that, that all my coaches get to, to enjoy. Am I giving them the Jeff Keen experience or am I giving them lots of questions and, and putting my heels in? Uh, so he's just been a beautiful mirror into myself. Wow. What a cool compliment. Um, so Jeff, last question is for you, my friend. Um, the, you, you've been on a journey here over you know, the last year or so, and it's obviously still ongoing. And, um, but if there's somebody out there who's listening and, and maybe they are, maybe they are somebody who they think to themselves, gosh, I know that I should be I should be making three to four times what I'm making right now, or I I know that I'm capable of more. Or somebody saying, "Gosh, I'm losing so much of my time to just being reactionary," or maybe even just somebody out there saying, "I I know I need to do this, but I don't feel like doing it." What's the advice that you would give to that person who's kind of back in that moment, you know, where you where you first were like a year ago? Well, the fact that you don't want to do it, like I said for myself, was why I did it. And back to that comfort zone thing, you think I'm good, I don't need this, it's not going to help me. It does help. Obviously, three to four times my income is incredible. And uh, so it's well worth stepping right into that uh, uncomfortable feeling you think you may have and go for it and then be open to it, obviously, uh, appreciate what Jamie said about all that, but it's not just it, three to four times my income is great, but it's also outside of work. It's changed my life. The whole program, the whole mm-hmm. idea and concepts of habits and discipline. Of, I'm up at 5:30, going to the gym every day. I've lost weight. I've got 
Sunday afternoon, my wife and I cook all 30 meals for both of us, breakfast, lunch, and dinner ahead of time. It's all boxed, wow. put away. Uh, we have the night we go shopping. We have Friday night date night, which my wife really appreciated that part of the task on my calendar. And uh, mm-hmm. it's just a, a real great feeling of being in control of your life, things are going to happen, obviously, but it's more like now I run the day that, you know, the day doesn't run me. So the whole picture, it all comes together from Sunday to Sunday. Uh, it's all that autopilot schedule really works. Wow. You guys, um, I love it. This is a great, great story. And I think this is something that a lot of people can relate to and, um, Jamie, brother, I just want to acknowledge you and love on you because you are a great student and you are hungry and you're so committed to the clients that you're working with. And I just love that. It's like I always know you're going to be, you know, one of the, the, the first people there in, in the front row, the first to ask questions, the first to learn and, and to also execute. And this is a great, you've made a great impact here. And um, Jeff, my brother, this is so cool. There, I just the, the your message of discipline and habits, and being humble and coachability and stepping out into your comfort zone and facing your fears. What a tremendous difference! And and the amazing thing about when you make moves like that in your life, you of course win. And it sounds like you've had some some great things that have happened to you. But inevitably, when you start to succeed at that kind of level, you inspire people all around you. And I know that you're going to inspire people who are listening right now that are hearing this. But also, it's more close to home is the people right in your life is that when you are achieving your greatness, you are you're pushing other people around you to greatness. And so we just want to acknowledge you and, and appreciate you for uh, that courageous and selfless act oh well thank you very much and i want to thank jamie he's a humble guy uh everything that you just heard about me was because of him i don't think uh it would have worked out if it weren't i feel lucky that i got jamie as a coach he's a he's outstanding everything he's told me to do i've done and it works and he's very good at what he does so and kudos back to Jamie, too, is an outstanding coach. And I really appreciate Southwestern Consulting. Obviously, it's been great for me. Oh, my gosh. That was such a powerful life story. I mean, the that story captures and, like, summarizes exactly what you have to do to kind of create transformation in your life. And... You make this commitment, right? You overcome fear. There's that that initial part of, oh my gosh, like I can't afford to be in coaching. You know, I, well, how's this going to work? And I, I don't know if this is the real deal. And and you know, but you 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 make the commitment. Then after you make the commitment, right? Then you're you're going through this whole process, and it's like you create a plan. And that's uh, that's what we're going to talk about here in a second. Is I'm going to talk about sort of uh, just the four buckets. This is something that I learned from that call. The four buckets. Um, to creating a uh, an income producing schedule or what we would call an ideal schedule at uh, Southwestern is um, but anyways you create that plan 
right? Then you execute the plan and and that comes with accountability, which I think is part of the power of coaching because as as you heard him talking about, right, is you slide back. Um, and Jeff was saying like you you do slide back into old habits and you start to lose discipline and and so you you execute the plan with accountability and then it's just like these huge um you know these 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 huge results will will show up in your life um if you're if you're willing to commit and overcome fear if you're willing to be coachable and actually follow a process and if you're willing to be disciplined and discipline creates freedom and i love what jamie said and he nailed it where he said you know jeff surrendered immediately and completely to the process that's it, right? Like that's that's all it takes is to surrender immediately and completely to the process, right? Success is a, is a process for anything that you do. I mean, the these it's it's not something that we're trying to figure out. It's like we know what it is. It's it's been around for years. It's not hard to know what it is. It's hard to get it executed, and that's why you know, we've entered the space of one-on-one accountability because we feel like that is what really changes people's lives is one-on-one accountability. It's not the information uh, that is necessarily life-changing. I mean, uh, there's other places you could get information. It's accountability and that collaboration and that customization um, and just surrendering to the process is so, so cool. Um, So in terms of boiling this down to actionable items for you, and this is I'm you know I learned this right on on the air with you is these four R's I talked about the three as I was listening you know right off the top of the head this came to me as I was listening to Jamie talk and and Jeff but um, you know if you were going to create your ideal schedule it's almost kind of like you could think of your time in in terms of these four buckets um, the first one is routine routines. Uh, uh, reactionary revenue and recurring. So these are these are the four R's: R- routine, reactionary, revenue, and um, recurring. And so routine are like okay, if you have a blank, you know, schedule tool, we call it the schedule tool with clients, and we give them this tool, and we start to walk them through this process of how do you fill it in. But um, you know, what are the routine things? They, these are things that you do every single day, and at various points throughout the show and with guests, I've shared parts of like my routine, but there's things that I do every single day, right? Like gratitude every day. First thing in my mind when the alarm goes off, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I count as many blessings as possible, right? Like obviously kiss my wife first thing every single day. Then I get out of bed and I read the Bible first thing every single day. That's been a, a challenge of, to myself. It's not challenging to do that. It's been a challenge I've posed to myself that the first input into my brain for me every day needs to be scripture. It shouldn't be a text message. It shouldn't be email. It shouldn't be Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or anything. The first input into my mind every day, I want to be scripture. So I read scripture every single day. Then affirmations every single day, then goals every single day, then exercise every single day, right? Those are routines. Um, 
and you know, you, you getting ready, how you get ready in the morning and brushing your teeth is a routine. Of course, all this is changing uh, a little bit for us now with baby for we're, we're, we're trying to settle in and it's, it's sort of a, an, an unsettling time because everything is all kind of reshifting, but it's, you know, we're doing it quickly because our routines are so strong. And then also nighttime routines, right? Like how do you wind down for the day? I think is, is very important. And, you know, to me, the most important evening routine is that the you know, last thing when you are falling asleep, you know, the last thing you should be thinking about in it as much vivid detail as possible is your visions for the future and and what you really want right and picturing that in um in your mind's eye and i think that's just really important so those are routines so that's the first bucket um and and they shouldn't necessarily happen in this order um in fact what i would say is is i think that probably is the first that is the first bucket then i would say the second bucket if i was going to do this in order just for me personally is then i would do recurring so what are the regular recurring? They're not routine. They don't happen every single day, but they're regular recurring things that need to be in the calendar, right? So you might have a church is probably the number one regular recurring thing for me. It's right. Every Sunday, this is happening. If you have Bible study, that's a recurring. It's probably not every day, but it's a regular recurring. Um, if you're maybe a part of some like uh, I mean, date night would then be the next one. And having having a date night one night of the week, you heard them talk about that, where you block out one night a week to be with your your spouse or significant other and, and or doing separate date nights with your kids. Um, those are regular recurring. You might have recurring meetings that have to be in there. You know, like we have financial review meetings. Uh, I've got various, you know, the meetings that I got to be a part of, and, and you probably do too. Um, but then also, I would I would have some recurring time for for you know projects like it, the the things that multiply your time, the things that you spend time on today that create more time tomorrow. And you have to have some calendar time in there that's protected that you're really working on those things. It doesn't have to be every day, but it should be. It needs to be regular and recurring, and that there's time to to do the strategic things. Um, then the third one is revenue, right? Revenue generating that has to be a priority. And if you're if you're starting a business or you're in sales and you're not making enough money to to you know hit your goals or survive. Um, I mean, I think about when we first started Southwestern Consulting, then it's like revenue is the only thing on the calendar, like none of this other stuff. I mean, when you're getting, when you're starting a business or when you're getting out of debt, like that is like complete hustle mode. And it's just like, how do we, how do we generate revenue? How do we get money in the door? How do we keep, we just to keep it alive, we have to have the the lion's share of our time dedicated to that. And then if you're in sales, of course, it needs to always be that way. That needs to never change. It's like, um, and this, this isn't, you know, this could be prospecting time. Uh, it could be networking time. It can be, you know, there's, there's certain time that you, you have to do like research, uh, and you have to budget that time. And then also calling past clients. The, those are, those are parts of those sort of that revenue bucket that should be on your list. And, and, you know, if you're not an entrepreneur and you're not, um, in sales, then you probably just have more time for the recurring projects. Um, and you probably also have recurring meetings and things like that. But I would still encourage you that you should have some revenue time, whether it's for recruiting your business or training your people that, you know, even if you're not an owner or an entrepreneur paid for results or salesperson, that you have some time dedicated also, um, 
you know, personal development is also some part in that recurring bucket. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, maybe the routine if you're doing it every single day. And then the last one, the last one is reactionary. And you should sort of let that fill in around the others. And those are the things like, you know, that's time to check email. That's time to get on Facebook and social media. Um, actually, in sort of a weird way, social media has become much more a part of my routine. It used to be reactionary, like I would get on there and then I might lose time to it. Now we have such a systematic process every single day, what we do. And every single time we post a new blog or a new podcast, we work off this 56-point checklist Um and that's what we're doing. And, uh, you know, that's part of what we teach in uh, some of the, the digital marketing coaching that we're doing and, and our internal people is that is actually moved from reactionary into routine. So there's not even the chance of getting sucked into it because we're going out there productively. Um, but reactionary should be the, you know, that's that it shouldn't be the thing that drives your day. That should be the, that should fill in the gaps. And I and I loved the, what Jamie said is just. How soon do you enter into reactive mode, right? Like how soon do you, in your day, every day, do you enter into reactive mode? And if it's first thing, it's like you're hosed. I mean, you're 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 gonna always be stressful, always feel behind, always feel frantic, always feel like there's fires. You're never gonna feel like there's any sense of peace or control. It's just like you're running around with your hair on fire all the time. And so, um. You know, that's that's it. So those there's the four buckets. Uh, don't be reactionary, right? Let that fill in the blank. And, you know, hopefully I just encourage you and invite you to take that step, overcome the fear, uh, be committed, and don't be afraid of accountability. Hey, we would love to talk to you about that. And, um, but whatever it is for you, we want you to take that next step to get control of your time, develop the discipline, develop the habits, go out and achieve something great. Well, that about wraps up the Action Catalyst podcast for this week. If you haven't yet, please log in to whatever your favorite medium is to listen to the show and both rate this podcast and leave a comment as that helps new prospective listeners determine if the show's really a good fit for them. If you enjoy this podcast, please make sure to subscribe, leave a review, and screenshot this episode to share with your friends on social media. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Action Catalyst and subscribe to our video podcast on YouTube. Thanks for listening.